Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Obviously, Super Trade Week in Supercoast this week. It is going to be massive. Whisperer, a season-defining week here or what? Mate, uh, season-defining week was about round four for me, but for everyone else, definitely. Uh, it's been a been a long time between drinks for you and I on the podcast. Mate, it's been a, it's been a grim few weeks. As much as I, I think probably the players needed this little bit of a break because of you know origin and whatnot, my God, it's tough, especially in Sydney going into lockdown with only... You know, the girls' footy on the Friday, then State of Origin Sunday. It was a grim Saturday night. I actually had a conversation with my girlfriend. Uh, interesting times, mate. I was nearly uh, roped into watching the Big Brother finale last night, so it's uh, troubling times. Good God, poor bastard. Mate, Um, obviously five trades this week. Now, um, yourself haven't gone overly well this season. You've been absolutely destroyed by injuries. Uh, so h- how are you going to use these five trades this week? What's your strategy? For me, mate... Um, I've done a bunch of, of podcasts and, and contents surrounding this topic um, over on my end of things. But for, for me and for anyone else that's sort of struggling or needing the, the head-to-head wins or, or whatever, my ultimate uh, bit of advice is just clear out that bench. Like you've got a lot of dead money sitting there on your pond that you're not using. Uh, clear that out. Five guys out, two or three guys in. Um, using good quality nuffs as well to free up cash. I think that's always the, the safe option to go with if you're struggling for ranks and need to to string together a couple of wins heading into September. Are you going to be using all five of yours, mate? Absolutely, mate. There's there's five there to use, but definitely firing all five. How many trades have you got? So after you've used those five, how, how many have you got left? I've got 10 at the moment, so I'll have five, and I think I'm going to be making one more. So that'll leave me with four trades from basically around 18 to, to the end of the season. Now, if you would have said to yourself at the start of the year that that's the situation you would have been in, is that a train wreck as far as you're concerned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, obviously, I've I've burnt two trades every week, bar one. Yeah, um, I've always said I think if you have eight eight trades, ideally, and you and I have been pretty vocal about this. I think in a perfect scenario, you have nineteen guys that play, and the rest of them nuffs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I think at the moment I've got eleven. And I'll be using four, probably five trades this week. Now that you, you you've sort of spoken about it, and 
Mate, even with six, I just feel like it just can't possibly be enough, can it? Like, it's just, there's just so many injuries, so many suspensions, so much shit going on in this competition constantly. Mate, I, I, I'm not even sure if eight's going to be enough this year. It is just batshit crazy. No, all it takes is two of your forwards to slip up on a tackle. They're suspended for two weeks. Your own TPJ, he's gone for three. Like, And we'll touch on TPJ and what to do because I think it, it revolves heavily around how many trades you've got left, but... Yeah, it's just one of those one of those years. Mate, you and I spoke off camera about this year and how it's very very different to the rest. All preseason, we're talking about how uh, twenty twenty was a was a very surreal year. I think this one might top it, and obviously some unreal circumstances have made uh, yeah planning for the uh, for the for the run home very very crucial. And I feel if you're in the top five hundred and you've got a couple of trades up your sleeve, you might be able to maneuver your way a little bit better than other guys that have burnt their trades week in week out. Mate, uh, let, let's throw a hypothetical at you. If you were you know, where you would obviously like to be top 1,000, even some of the guys in the top 100. I know I've had a few of them message me this week. I'm sure you've heard from these guys. How many of those five trades are you using then? Is it still an opportunity where you smack all five of them or are you being a little bit more cautious if you're higher up? Yeah, probably probably more cautious if you're higher up. You want to be doing more by planning, whereas myself, I'm, I'm looking at just getting a team in. Like a lot of the trades I'll be making this week, people will look at them and be like, why? Like they're not playing next week with the buyers or Origin or whatnot, but... At the same time, I've got five trades now. I want to use them to get my team set as quickly as possible. Uh, whereas the guys that are ranked higher up, I think a lot of it revolves around one certain halfback from Penrith and what they do with him, uh, but as well as to how many numbers they're going to get for, for buy planning and uh, still being competitive during that time of the year. It's obviously becoming a really hard time to make content and to podcast around classic. Th- thankfully, it's not something I have to dive into too heavily, but... I mean, a lot of the people that are probably in your position and some of the people that are even in my sort of position that know they can't win it, they're starting to drop off. It's sort of, it's hard to be relevant to the guys that are at the very top because they're in such such a different position to the vast majority of us. That's the thing. You've got to, you've got to weigh up. Uh, do you cover sort of the general topic that's going to appease the masses or do you really try and focus in on the guys that are in that top 1%? So you know, with, with making content or podcast or post or whatever you want to call it, um, yeah, it is a tough time, but hopefully the the guys there understand the situation that, that we um, as content creators are in, that we have to sort of appease to everyone. And, and sometimes the things we post won't resonate with them and vice versa. Sometimes the things we post for the elite players aren't going to resonate with, with the guys that are ranked uh, 10K and below. Now, mate, obviously we're recording this on Wednesday morning. So hopefully by the time this releases, We've got a prognosis for Nathan Cleary. Uh, You mentioned before, it is a lot of money to be sitting on the sideline. There are a lot of coaches out there that are going to have to make a tough decision. Hopefully, we've got a result and we know exactly what's going on with Cleary. Let's say he's out for four weeks. What are you going to do then? Four weeks for me is the borderline. Uh, Three and under, you hold. Five and over, you sell. Uh, For four, it's very, very tough. And I said this to... Um, to the Supercoach Spy on, on Twitter last night, me and him were having a conversation. I said, I do not envy guys in the top 100 right now at all because this is a, a, a trade that I think is going to depend on a lot of people's seasons. There's some quality halfbacks that's backing up, but you and I touched on, if we sell Cleary and someone like a, a Stefano Utoi Kamanu, there's like $1.4, $1.5 million that you can use to bring in two guns. If you haven't had a David Fafita on your side uh, with suspensions, like that's a big check mark to get in. But at the same time, you're losing uh, the second best super coach player and the best halfback in the game. So for four weeks, it depends on your situation. If you're in my shoes that need to string together a couple of wins, definitely be selling. Clearly isn't going to be getting you wins on the sideline. If you're an overall guy in, 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 um, 
contention for the 50k i would probably unfortunately i'd probably hold because i feel like he's too crucial uh for those last couple of rounds let's say mate he comes back in four weeks uh around that mark uh mate is there a good chance you think at the back end of the season that cleary uh, his father cleary could uh, could rest him and a couple of other guys for the penrith panthers as well i mean it looks like absolute worst case scenario they'll probably finish second um i mean it is something that worries me that yes he could miss four to six weeks here but he could also miss you know one to two weeks at the back end as well where do you sit with that 100 percent. that's always the concern with super coach and that's always why i advocate making your grand finals around 24 compared to 25 um but it, i guess it depends on him and how much he wants individual accolades obviously the minor premiership will be there for the taking if he's going to be out for for four or five weeks um, that's the same time frame that Tom Travoy, which was out for, that can make up some ground on the Dalian standing. So obviously a two-horse race in that standpoint, I think it's going to come down to clearing what his um, ideas are like and, and what he wants for individual accolades. But also if he does play, um, is he going to move into uh, a Cooper Cronk role in the grand final where he's more as a field general rather than being on hands, letting Jerome Luai control the ball? So yeah, many, many questions to have. And I think for 1.1 million, it's just too many questions um, for me personally to, to have sitting there. Mate, obviously we're hoping that it doesn't go down this path, but if Nathan Cleary was to be ruled out for the season, you got all that money in. Could you imagine if some point over the next six or seven weeks we had an injury to Tom Trebojevic as well, all of a sudden we freed up, you know, an odd $2 million there, and wouldn't that just open this race right up? I mean, all of a sudden the top 100, you know, you, you could still win it from 3000 if that was to happen. It could be absolute carnage if these two... Obviously, it, it completely opens the Dally M race as well, but Supercoach-wise, it would just be anarchy, wouldn't it? As a Queensland fan, I hope that scenario happened probably four weeks ago rather than uh, than now. But yeah, for Supercoach standpoints, I think it's going to blow a spanner in the works. Um, just going to open the door right open. And yeah, you're going to see a lot of pods happening. Um, you're going to see a lot of left field shouts. It could pay off huge. I've been very, very big on Kalen Ponga. You guys know that. Um, Reese Walsh, your man, also has a fantastic run home. So these are some guys you could chuck in in place of Turbo. Uh, but these guys don't cost anywhere near what Cleary and Travoyevich do. So as you said, you've got a bunch of cash there that can free up. So fingers crossed it doesn't happen to two of our game's best players. Um, but from a, from a super coach standpoint, it could create an absolute chaos. Mate, let's dive into some buys this week. And uh, obviously for us, it's tough. Uh, round 17, not going to be overly re- relevant to us. I guess some people that are potentially in better positions are sort of taking it into consideration. What's your thoughts on round 17 and bringing in... Obviously, you want to be bringing in guns for the run home. But if you've got two guys that are pretty even, or maybe one that's slightly better than the other one, but the one that's on the slightly lower tier, if he plays round 17, do you sort of start to lean in that direction? Do you take round 17 into consideration? Yeah, you and I delved into buy planning pretty heavily about a month ago, and we came to the uh, conclusion that round 13 was the round filled with more quality and more supercoach relevance, and, and I still stand by that. There's very little for round 17, but there is some guys um, that we'd look at, uh, plenty of guys in the buy list that we can talk about, but in terms of your head-to-head comparisons, I would be probably taking the guy that is more favoured to play round 17 compared to the guy that isn't. Obviously, Mate. a lot of people will be trading at Cleary yep. and potentially um, looking at someone like a Mitch Moses who might be uh, called into Blues camp and not playing round 18 compared to, sorry, round 17 compared to someone like a Sean Johnson um, who won't be playing Origin and will be playing round 17. So there's probably a good head-to-head comparison um, examples. You mentioned Sean Johnson there, and there's a couple of his Cronulla Sharks teammates that we're very keen on. Let's talk Jesse Ramian first, playing right center there outside of SJ. A guy that um, I think he's really flown under the radar this year, collecting a heap of base stats, and he can just break tackle for funds when, when he wants to. And the Cronulla Sharks, 
It's a pretty handy run coming up over the next few weeks, isn't it? Yeah, the run home for the for the Sharks isn't too bad. Jesse Ramian, I think, is probably, I would say, the fourth or fifth best centre-wing option for the run home. Doesn't play Origin, will play next week as well. Uh, a big tick for them. As, as you said, mate, just racking up base stats for fun. And the Sharks for the run home, it isn't... Uh, isn't too bad for them. I think they play, they play the Warriors, the Knights, the Tigers, the Broncos, and the Storm. If you have your grand final set for round twenty-four, then that Storm matchup in twenty-five doesn't mean a thing. So Jesse Ramian, yeah, as you said, flying under the radar heavily. Mate, another CTW from the Cronulla Sharks and one of our favourites of all time. I think Sifa Talakai obviously came on no, not last week, the week before, and. Just looks so destructive with the ball, but couldn't tackle a two-piece feed, unfortunately. He's managed to get that starting spot again, and this is a guy who, you know, he could be the third-best center wing or the 33rd-best center wing, depending on how his minutes look, how he works out his defense. He's obviously another guy that you probably have to sit on for another week, don't you? Yeah, 337K with a 57 break-even. Let's say he finds that form back and goes for 70. He's not going to go up too much. I had a lot of people message me, actually, being like, oh, this is... My first year as Supercoach, um, you and a lot of the other guys have talked up Sifatalakai. What the hell is, is this all about? And it probably wasn't the true reflection of the dominance that he can perform uh, two weeks ago, was it? Yeah, mate. And the thing that worries me the most is that, you know, he's obviously proven last week to be a little bit unreliable. The guy that's waiting to take his position, Tyke Wilton, is there a more reliable bloke in the Cronulla camp just quietly? Just uh, your typical meat and potatoes footballer, isn't he? Just, you know, we're going to get um, just safe hands. And yeah, as, as much as upside that Talakai brings, the Sharks need to string together some Ws to get the finals footy. And uh, maybe Wilton is probably the, the better option in terms of a safe hand. So yeah, dilemma for coach Josh Hanno. Um, but hopefully for super coach lovers, Talakai can find that form that made him so destructive last year. Mate, let's dive into the New Zealand Warriors stalwart, Tohu Harris. Uh, obviously plays round 17, which is sensational, but is this guy a keeper regardless for the rest of the season? Yeah, 585K, 71 break even. Look, I said this to you off off, uh, off recording. Tohu Harris is one of these guys that every year I seem to just get him too late and probably one of these guys that needs to be in a lot of people's teams from round one. Uh, obviously, he would never play Origin being a Kiwi, so that's a big tick for him. I think it comes down to where the Warriors put the buy round next year as well. But for the run home, I think any team competing needs to have a safe pair of hands in Tohu Harris. Mate, a guy that a lot of teams would have traded a number of weeks ago, David Fafita. Um, obviously a guy that is an absolute must-have uh, on the run home. We know what his high-end capabilities is like. He's sort of gone missing a little bit for me in this Origin series. And, you know, he's more than capable of going missing at Clubland too. But... When he has his moments, he's just unreal. And his base stats have been great as well. I mean, it's scary to think the sort of super coach player this guy could be once he actually reaches his full potential and he plays week in, week out for 80 minutes. Yeah, still over 700K at 701,000 with a 132 break even. So if there was a time to wait, it would be this week. But you hit the nail on the head, mate. Needs to be in a lot of people's teams that are competing for their own home. Mate, uh, a lot of people have spoken about a couple of these guys this week, and it's confused us a little bit. One is Sammy Verrills. Uh, obviously, Adam Kieran's in this side. Uh, you got Hutchinson returning on the bench as well. I can't see Verrills playing huge minutes here. I'm, uh, I know that you're a little bit confused about this one too. Do you, do you see where people are coming from here or not? I can see why people are looking left field because he is a hooker, and, and we know how grim that position is. But I feel like the trade isn't doesn't have too much upside on someone like a Braley uh, or a Connor Watson. He is cheap. Uh, Sam Verrill's 247K with a 41 break even. But Adam Kieran on the bench there, who's done a very, very solid job filling in. Uh, even Ben Marsh here as well, uh, waiting in the wing. So for me, 
I don't really understand the barrels trade, but understand why people are looking at other hookers. Mate, another one of his teammates and a guy that uh, becomes a little bit more appealing depending on what happens with Nathan Cleary this afternoon, Sammy Walker. What's your viewpoint on this one? Big break, even 106, but we'll play around 17, a big tick in our books. Uh, under 500K, we know what he can do on his day. And Tedesco uh, coming back into some club form, hopefully, with the origin performance that he had last Sunday. Sammy Walker could be a bit of a pod move considering a lot of people would have traded him out. Guy, uh, mate, a guy that we've spoken about a number of times over the last few weeks, still very cheap at the moment, Takiaho. Now, last game he played, I think he scored 45 points with a sin bin and possibly the worst first half I think I've ever seen him play. Still scored 45. Takiaho is very appealing, isn't he? Yeah, I was very impressed with that 45. I touched on that in my uh, wrap-up podcast. The fact that he was off for 10 minutes and also got a minus 10 uh, on the score sheet, could have seen him go up over 60 easily. Won't be goal-kicking, which is uh, a big negative, but less than 400K, one of these guys that should be in your... I won't say should be in your teams, but a guy that could definitely be uh, one of the front row keepers for the run home. Uh, a safe pair of hands. We know in the front row forward position this year, we don't need a huge amount to, to call them worthy of being in the side. Mate, another guy that I've definitely put the red sharpie through. I had so much hope when I brought him. I've sold him now and I just can't do it again. You posted about him this week, David Nofaluma. Obviously, not a guy you'd probably want to buy this week, but for the run home, is he a guy that you're considering? Uh, definitely. I know that you were not a fan of uh, that post at all. But we look at the run home. He's got the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, the Sharks, the Panthers in round 24, where they could be resting a bunch of guys, and the Bulldogs in round 25. He is 408K, uh, owned by 11.7% of people, averaging still 57 points this year, which obviously in the center wings is not great. But with the run home, uh, could be a, a good pod move, as you touched on, maybe waiting a week, considering that break even is 84. So we could pick him up for even cheaper next week. And, mate, we're sort of getting to that back end of the season where uh, the irrelevant teams, they all of a sudden become a little bit relevant with pressure off their back. No one really watching. I mean, Canterbury, they are absolute specialists round 20 to round 25. West Tigers, they might fit into the same category too, just quietly. Mate, that ninth place trophy isn't going to win itself. We need to make a run for it. So, uh, yeah, Tigers, Bulldogs, uh, Cowboys, just watch a lot of these teams just, yeah, without pressure, start playing some good footy. Now, mate, I just mentioned the Canterbury Bulldogs. They've traditionally been one of these sides, and I've seen you talking a lot this week about their hooker, Jeremy Marshall-King, and uh, he's a guy that I just can't trust, but there is no doubt whatsoever he has improved out of sight. There's obviously two other hookers in this side, Katoa and uh, Topine that's come in. He's playing in the back row, though. Do you trust he's going to keep playing 80 minutes? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah, I mean, I think from memory, I haven't looked at the team, so I could look like a fool here, but Katoa hasn't been named this week from memory. Um, but yeah, round 14, Marshall King scored 75 points with a try. To take off 17 points, still a respectable output. Uh, but last week, I think it was a really impressive thing. 66 points in 80 minutes, 56 in base. Also made eight runs as well from memory. So looking to get on that front foot, JMK, if he plays 80, uh, it's a luxury trade. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's a trade that really should only be made if you've got a bunch in the bank. But 
controversially, I did say that Jamie Marshall King playing 80 minutes would be a top five hooker in the NRL for Supercoach. Mate, there is no Katoa on the bench this week, but there are a couple of guys that I know nothing about and their positions aren't listed uh, on NRL.com. So I think if you are going to do Jeremy Marshall King, you have to look into that one a little bit deeper, but he is a guy that has just been playing unreal. Mate, let's move into some holds. And uh, one of the most interesting guys over the last two weeks for me anyway has been Tavita Pangai Jr. Now, he did an interview after his game the other week saying essentially that he was leaving. He's been told he's not wanted. He's now been told, hey, you're not going anywhere. It is just chaos up there, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what's happening at the Broncos. I think um, Kevin Walters is... I don't think the Broncos not, knows not, what's happening at the Broncos, mate. No, no one, just... no one does. But th- what about this training session where there's half the squad went down? It's uh, half yeah, the squad that they're not the picking this week as well. I'm not sure if I'm buying it, to be honest with you. You, mean, you reckon it's a bit of a smoke and mirrors? Oh, I reckon it's just trying to make the right fucking noises. I don't think they've got any idea what they're doing up there at the moment. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's worrying times. But the fact that David Penguy has been told he's going and coming back, that's all well and good. But the fact he's also out for three weeks as well, I think that throws a big spin in the works. We know how destructive he can be when he's playing big minutes, but I just worry that that when he comes back from suspension, that Kevin Walters just says, all right, let's just use you for 20, 25 minutes off the bench. As what he, as what he did at the start of the year, if we remember... Um, casting back to the start of the season uh, how destructive he was off the bench spot I'm just worried that the minutes aren't there for Tavita Pengai Jr. to be worth the 530k price tag that he's got Mate I'm split on Tavita I don't have him and I won't be having him because I don't want to have that headache but part of me says here's Tavita playing for a contract at a new club next year here's Tavita playing at a club that he obviously doesn't want to be at it is just it could go either way and I've got no idea how Tavita's going to go but it's a decision I'm glad that I don't have to make let's move to another back row mate Ryan Madison from the Parramatta Eels Uh, I remember about six to eight weeks ago I had to make a decision Isaiah Papali Ryan Madison I went for the tight ass Tuesday Ryan Madison and um, it's been a little bit costly just quietly yeah, so we look back to obviously played the first two games, had the HIA, was out for six weeks, came back to the Bulldogs in round nine, played 80 minutes, scored 60, backed up with an 85, playing 80 minutes against the, the Roosters. Also played 80 minutes again the week after against the Warriors, scoring a 74. But since then, it's been a 47, a 42, a 96. I think that was with a try and a try assist as well. Yep. Uh, and then a 39 and a 56 against the Bulldogs. The minutes just haven't been there. Looks like Oregon Kafusi's playing big minutes. Bryce Cartwright's playing big minutes. Uh, Nathan Brown has come back into form uh, and playing some good, good minutes through the middle. Isaiah Papali'i, you've got to keep him on. So the man that looks to be missing out is Ryan Madison. And I think uh, this is a trade where if you're in the top 500, it needs to be made. If you're not and you're looking to fix other places, it's probably one that you've just got to hold on to, unfortunately. Mate, the next guy we're going to touch on is a guy that you know, you and me expected us to be talking about this guy all year, but we're talking about him for all the wrong reasons. Now, Mitch Barnett, what a walking headache in Newcastle. The rise and the fall of Mitch Barnett. Um, yeah, it looked like a super, super trade move in the first five or six weeks, averaging 80 fantastic stuff. And then uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon came back and really threw everything out of the out of the works, but came back last week, played 80 minutes. And a lot of people were, we're very happy to see Barnett back playing big minutes. And I'm just not buying it because we do have to realize that Tyson Frizzell is also coming back into the side. So expect Barnett to go back to 13. We know that AOB favors uh, fits on, on the left edge there. And uh, you're not going to leave Tyson Frizzell out. So that sees uh, Barnett go back to 13. And that probably spells disaster for Connor Watson as well, who I uh, know we haven't listened to talk about today, but I uh, could definitely see Connor Watson suffering when Barnett goes back to 13. 
Mate, let's dive into some cells and a couple of interesting names here. And obviously, it's getting harder and harder with these cells because all these teams look so different and a lot of our teams look so different to the top sides. But, uh, mate, Luke Thompson, a guy that his minutes, they've just started to drop off a little bit. Obviously, Josh Jackson's returned to this side. Is he a sell for you? Yeah, well, you and I touched on this. I mean, he was putting up good, consistent mid-50s, mid-60s scores, playing similar minutes. It's just the last couple of weeks after the bye, 59 points in 51 minutes and 42 points in 47 minutes. Uh, the base just wasn't there. So for me, I think Josh Jackson is is very crucial to this Bulldog side and Adam Trent Barrett knows that. And Luke Thompson might just be, his supercoach standings might just be sort of falling off the, the cliff. And I'd probably look at selling um, similar to Madison, but look, a guy that is averaging 66 points, I think it's very subjective as to, so what we, as you touched on, mate, like these teams looking very, very different. Teams are in vastly different positions on the table. I think if you're competing, probably look to go someone more consistent like a Tohu. Uh, if you're not competing and looking just to get wins, probably other areas of your team you can fix up before trading out LT. Mate, another guy that's uh, disappointed me over the last couple of days, Josh Curran, obviously got a little bit unlucky. I believe he was on the same flight as a flight attendant with COVID or something along those lines. Himself and you and Aitken both missing, I believe, for the next two weeks. Uh, is he a sell if you've still got him? I- I'm devastated that this has played out the way it has. Yeah, considering he was looking like a fantastic round 17 option, uh, Josh Curran obviously been shafted with with the, the COVID regulations, but uh, it happens. I still think there's merit to holding. I think he could be an okay fifth center wing option or sorry, center wing, a uh, fifth to RF option. Um, and even as an AE, when you're looping, I think if Josh Curran's the worst player on your bench, uh, you're having a pretty good year just quietly. Mate, I'm the next man and a guy that has been in every fucking goddamn draft classic team I've had this year. Luciano Leilua. Now, obviously, the Tigers got slapped around last week by the Melbourne Storm. I'm sure you'll remember that one. And he was a guy that was hooked off the field. They then had an injury. He came back on. It is not looking good for Big Lucci, is it? No, it's probably one of the Tigers' best players. It's just gone sort of cold. I know in, in weeks gone by, he was putting out 77, 75, 68, looking back to, to somewhat of his best. But uh, yeah, in recent weeks, uh, as a 46 and a 43, and the Tigers, the draw doesn't get any easier this week with South Sydney. Then coming off the bye, as we touched on with Nofaluma, does have a good uh, run to come home. So you just have to, you're going to have to grit your teeth and, and bear it if you own Lucci. Um, but it's very, very swingy uh, as someone that, that you know all too well owning him and, and having as much stock in him as you do. It's uh, the highs and lows of when you ride Luciano. Mate, it's Leilua's in general. I did notice that his brother played uh, 80 minutes in his last game for the West Tigers in the back row. So interesting to watch that. I don't know if it's something I could ever get on, though. Let's move, mate, to a St. George Illawarra centre wing who's been playing in the back row the last couple of weeks. Looked like a good pick. Scored 69 in his last game. But Jack Bird, he's back into the centres. Is this guy a sell now? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I was never, never keen on Jack Bird in the centres regardless. He was putting out some great scores for for owners and, and hats off to them that took the punt. Uh, but him back, the Dragons have a pretty horror run uh, to come home. And also, we've got to remember that uh, my favourite player and trading option, Zach Lomax, will be back in a couple of weeks too, which will take some ball away from Jack Bird. Mate, let's have a look at some captain options heading into this week. And uh, are you looking at anyone outside of Tom Trevojevic? I'm a little bit concerned that he might not play. Obviously, he had the ankle injury in origin. And um, if Desi sits in this week, that'll be, what, three weeks that he'll get to sit for with the bye in origin. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried that he might not play. Uh, doesn't doesn't play until 3 o'clock on Saturday. So we might not know, which is a, a gross thing. Looking at the draw, I mean, Tedesco against the Storm could be an okay option as a vice captain. Uh, I'm really looking at Kalen Ponga uh, against the Cowboys as well. If you're looking to pick KP up, 
but apart from that, there, there's matchups there that sort of um, counter counteract each other. And if Turbo doesn't play, I think uh, it's going to be a very interesting week to see scores and, and what happens. We do have the Rabbitohs taking on the West Tigers on Sunday afternoon, which could be an absolute bloodbath. I'm definitely looking at uh, Cody Walker in that game, potentially AJ as well. Mate, obviously the Tigers, after conceding a 1,000 points against the Melbourne Storm, are you expecting them to stand up again or what? Stand up in, in, in what? Like in defeat? Because that's that's probably what's going to happen, mate. It's, uh, I, I don't know. Last time we played uh, the Rabbitohs, I think people That was a cracker Luke, of a game. That was sensational. You played so Luke, well. Luke Brooks ran the field to be yeah. uh, denied the match winner with one of the Burgess boys um, going over. That was a very, very dramatic finish. We played well. Um, but the problem with the Tigers is we can't play well for two weeks in a row. Mate, can, I'm just going to throw one name at you to finish here, and he's a guy that has been a super coach gun in the past. He returns this week in a pretty average side. Katoni Staggs, is this a guy that you are considering at all as a pod move? No, no. <laughs> as some of the owns have been draft, I hope you can come back, come at an average 80. Um, but I'm just, this Broncos side, like how do we have any faith in them to, to do anything? Like it's just, yeah, I'm... Uh, it's hard. It's very, very hard to see this this Broncos side doing well. Currently in 16th back-to-back wooden spoons for the Broncos. It'd be very, very unheard of. So hopefully Tony Sags can bring the energy and get them back on, on the right foot. But yeah, I'm not not too keen on him for classic. And I don't, I don't think there's enough time for him to drop enough money to be, to be warranted picking up. If this was like round 13 and he would drop enough cash to be picked up now, different story. But the fact is... There's just not enough time for him to, to one, prove himself or two, drop enough cash to be worth picking up. If he was playing 5'8", would you be more interested in him by any chance? I'd be even less interested personally. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I think the big tick was, as a draft owner, the big tick was seeing him named at centre. That was the first step. But for classic, I mean, like, this is how unprepared I am. I haven't even looked at him in terms of, like, what his price is. I'm going to stall for time and do it now. But I just can't see him... Like we know in years gone by how well Tony Staggs has gone, um, but I just can't see it rectifying. Like currently five hundred eighteen k, it's steep. It's it's a it's a pod move. Don't get me wrong. It's a good whack of coin though, isn't it? It's it's a lot of money when you could spend a little bit more and get some like a Valentine Holmes who I have much more faith in. For sure, mate. Uh, it has been a pleasure having you on once again. Good luck this week. Uh, just before I let you go, do you, do you know what your five trades are going to be? Uh, I can tell you who's coming out. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be Thomas Flegler will probably come out. I'll plot my team quickly. Thomas Flegler will come out. Uh, I think Pengai will come out. Uh, I might trade as well Bradman Best. And I'm tossing out whether I go Jason Saab or Cody Ramsey as the last trader option. Um, and yeah, Lantern Cleary as well. Shock horror. I'm going to trade at Cleary. I think uh, that's going to free up a lot of cash for me. So I'm still playing around with it. I think I've made about 50 trades and reversed them every time. So who knows, mate? I think there's a... I think Sean Johnson finds his way into my team. I think Brian Toto has to find his way back in my team after the debacle a couple of weeks ago. We're not and touching then, on that, my friend. We're not even going to talk about it. Uh, let's just leave it. A um, shit fight. But apart from that, mate, like it's just... I, I don't know. Like I'm just... I posted this on Twitter. I'm going to throw a lot of shit at the wall and hope some of it sticks for the run home. Whisperer, mate, thanks for joining us once again. Cannot wait to catch up with you next week. You too, legend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.